Well, hello there, YouTube nights. Welcome to Lords of the Lombox and the Cover Price Top 10. We just had a very, very interesting conversation. Thank God we weren't live. Um, <laughs> if you want to know, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, welcome everybody to the join weekly our Cover Price Top 10. Yeah, join our Patreon. Well, you, can you can get behind the scenes. <laughs> you'll actually be behind the scenes with us as we talk shit about And you about can join Justin's OnlyFans. Ooh, he's yeah. got that going on for well, you too. Catch charges for the shit. Well, do. I'm gonna create Justin's OnlyFans for him without him knowing it. With all the topless shirt photos he keeps sending us from his <laughs> model days monster. when he was a model for Z Cavaricci. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's get right to it, boys and girls. Why you guys are kind? Con- <laughs> Sorry that we're late, but I'm gonna make you guys congregate some more. To be honest with you, do you know it. why? Because this is what we like to do, man. Let's get some. Uh, let's get this party started. It's been a. It is hot as heck all over the place. I know. Ju- I know. Uh, Manimal and I are sitting in about 95 to 100 degree heat. Damn. So let's keep Damn. it hot, baby.
love that one. The man. word. And since uh, Joe Seaborn likes him so much, here's another five minute mix. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what up to everybody in the live chat? Justin, say what's good to the people. Uh, what's going on, everybody? We are the Blue Band Group again tonight. So, what's up? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I, and I'll tell you what, this isn't planned. This <laughs> yeah, is it's not at all. random. Yeah. Speaking of random, Dark Side Jedi, say what's hey, up. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Tuesday night. We got a top 11, the only top 11 on the tubes. Speaking of which, Manimal, say what's up. Yo, what up, everybody? So my blue Lords of the Longbox shirt shrunk in the wash. That's why I don't wear it anymore, oh. man. It's just, I can't I believe the washer that's or the dryer. On, so, uh, the, dryer. the dryer, whatever, dude. A little helpful hint to you cats out there for your good t shirts that you buy, your geek shirt t shirts, you know, that cost 20, 30 bucks, whatever. Wash them inside out and hang dry them. They mm -hmm. last longer. Do not dry them. I like to take uh, them by the river, use rocks, beat them with a rock, you know, hang, <laughs> hanging over the, the branches. The old, hang, the old hang line, remember, the clotheslines yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. All right, well, let's get this thing started. Now it's getting out of control. All right, this show is sponsored by our friends over at coverprice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. Go hit up coverprice.com. You can sign up for a two week free trial or for the price of a McRib every couple of years. You can go. Uh, you can get a sign up for six ninety nine for the full blown membership. You Perfect. get part of their mailing list, and you get to see all the movers and shakers and the weekly top ten the day it drops, mm -hmm. not the day after. But you don't get the cool notes, notes that we mm -hmm. give you. The show is also sponsored by our friends over at KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives, including new comics on the KRSPoolbox.com. And uh, they don't have anything special coming up. Just a signing. Oh, I lied. Boom! This is dropping tomorrow. Um, X-Men number one, the Mike Mayhew X-23 variants will be dropping tomorrow, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Use the discount code of LOTLB, and you'll get 15% off. You see, it, it, it almost Mike Mayhew, Mayhew is changing his style to this more photorealistic, right? Yeah, I, mean, I like it. Look at I like him, it. So. so you got the trade dress, the version, and then the... Um, Virgin Eon Flux bikini, I guess, is all I can say <laughs> for those cats who remember Eon Flux. Yeah, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These are still available too if you're interested. The Extreme Carnage uh, Tyler Kirkham variant, which are going off. Um, once again, there's a signing coming up. Uh, we'll t discuss that sooner than later, or you know, eventually. Clayton Crane, July 16th, KRS Comics HQ in Chula Vista, California. We'll be heading down there. It's not a store. It's just a signing. But you know what? We're going to go down there, see what's up, and then take Ryan around all the comic shops in Let's Orange County and yeah. L.A. Well, there aren't any good ones in L.A., so just in Orange County. And then um, hey. we have to bring an extra uh, uh, extra piece of front. Uh, I was going to baggage, whatever, um, luggage. An extra bag for all the comics. Yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. we can ship it to you. Well, Maybe. I don't know. Depending I got to bring a bunch I'll be like, I don't, I don't know what happened, Ron. I shipped it to you. I, uh, Actually, I don't know what happened to your Batman number three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring that stack to uh, Rocket Comics and see if he can't, you know, all the all the good books that I'm afraid to mail. That's right. So, we can, um, uh, KRS Comics, uh, right. for those who want to use Rocket Comics, um, you can drop him off at Comic Students and Toys. He actually, that's his little drop off center, and you nice. can sign a, you can sign off uh, the work order and everything, and he'll get it to you. So, this is the Cover Price Weekly Top Ten. We look at the biggest comics sold for the week. Uh, basically, it's a combination of price as well as units sold and the price increase percentage wise. So, as always, there's one that doesn't quite crack the top ten. We like to call that the runner up. What do we have for this week's run-up, boys and girls? 
Oh, well, this one's no surprise. Marvel's Secret Wars Superheroes, number three from Marvel 1984. So it was recently announced last week that actress Jamila Jamel will be cast as she in the She-Hulk as the villain as Titania. We talked about this on Lords of Longbox over a year ago. Mm, Respectless. Yep. Uh, her you first heard it here first. Yes, you did. Her first appearance did sell 22 copies last week, had a seven-day uptrend of 170% and a high sale for a CGC 9.8 for $550. And when we talked about it on Boards of the Long Box, 9.8s were going just under 100 bucks. So if you bought in early, you are making some money right now. That is a massive increase from when uh, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Because when they announced the She-Hulk series, there was a lot of rumors flying around, and then we finally got a hold of a long-term spec list. So we, it was Titania and then the other uh, chick, Thundra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thundra mm-hmm. as well. Because Thundra, I think, is a not a better book, but a harder book to find in high grade since it's an older um, FF book. I think it's FF129 or something like that. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but yeah. uh, that's another great book to have. This one is uh, pretty... Um, Hard. I don't want to say it's hard to find. No, but this one was kinda, a pretty big print run. This is a fun one because you know everyone collected this run for the symbiote. You know, so like most people who have this issue probably didn't really think much about it because everyone was looking for that symbiote issue. You know. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. cool. This one just kind of snuck in there a little bit. Yeah. For the longest time, it was like issue one, the symbiote issue, and then that weird the the Doctor Doom cover where mm-hmm. it's right. an homage mm-hmm. to the whole cover. Uh, I, I remember recent yep. years that that issue has been picking up more and more. I, there's, it's not a first appearance in there, is there? That that the one with the Doctor Doom cover. I'm trying not to not the Doctor Doom one. There is the other first appearance of the other Spider Woman. Uh, yeah. Julia oh Carpenter. yeah, that the uh, the one in all. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the one that came from Denver. <laughs> she was on a long trip back to us too, by the way. So you might as well just get the whole thing, man. So there you go. Uh, so the runner-up, Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars, number three from 1984. Ah, the good old days. The good old days. Tigers All right, let's get, let's get right to the top ten, boys and girls. What do we got for number ten? Uh, number ten kind of breaks my heart here. Alpha Flight number one from back in 1983. Alpha Flight members have been popping up all throughout the various X titles lately. In fact, it was just announced that Wolverine will be leading a new team of Canadian freedom fighters in the alternate universe Heroes Reborn. Add in the fact that all things mutant-related are extremely hot, that led to a sudden surge of 48 copies sold with a seven-day trend of 100% and a high sale of $400 for a PGX 9.9. Wow. Man, I sold this 9.8 like a year or so ago. For like 120 bucks. Actually, if you look at the today's Shakers list, this number one is on there as well for $500 for a 9.8. That's what I say. So here's a moral question to ask you guys and everybody in the live chat. You have a PGX 9.9. It's a (laughs) 9.4. What do you do with it? (laughs) You keep it. As it is. is, it's a nine. I, you know what I'm I mean, it, damn, that is a is. serious quandary, man. Like, uh, what do you do with it, man? You, have you to. keep it. You keep it. Yeah, you, you have to. You I'd be curious to see that. too if it's like the really old label or is it the new? I don't know if they got any better, but at least the new labels look better. But the old label was just janky, man. It looked like uh, you can tell it was like what two dudes in their garage, right? I think that's the. When uh, when uh, PGX got put on blast by Bleeding Cool, they like told him, "Oh, it's those guys that work out of the garage yeah. in the Pacific Northwest somewhere or something <laughs> like that." But good to see this book. You know why this book is so high now? Because or you know is 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 starting to pick up now, and we like to call it like the uh, not really the FOMO effect, but like the spillover effect. Let's call right. it the spillover effect as opposed to the FOMO effect. The first appearance of Alpha Flight and X Men, what one twenty one, one twenty, one twenty, one twenty one, yeah. 
Yeah. That book is incredibly expensive now. It just it's shot up. So the spillover effect, we're not going to call it FOMO. The spillover effect is people are like, hey, let's get the first issue. And being that I'm a huge John Byrne fan, I absolutely love this run. But this also has a lot of first appearances. You know, yes, it does. It's got a couple, and, yeah. I think it's got do, five, and, um, four or five. And then later on in the series, there's the first appearance of Shaman's daughter. Who we also had on a long-term spec list for Alpha Flight. So look out for that. I think it right off the top of my head, I can't think of it right now, but I think it's like Alpha Flight Seven or something like that. It's the basically the Shaman's daughter, uh, something to Youngman, uh, because Shaman, spoiler alert, gets killed in the comics. That's one dude that hasn't come back yet, but his daughter came back and took the mantle of uh, the the Shaman. Uh, oh no, he's around. Of, he was in Immortal. Did Hulk he come recently. back? Yeah. Oh good, good to see he came back, man. Kind of a cool sorcerer type. I dug Songbird too. That cover, that all white covers. Uh, I think it's called Snowblind. Yeah. That one. I want to get that in nine eight. It just, it's one of those things like ASM three hundred one where it's a ridiculously thin cover yeah. and hard to find in a nine eight. Mm. Um, like a and deck. the cover is white, but you can actually, if you look through the book, you can see you can see the coloring on the first page already because the pages are so thin. Similar to ASM three hundred one. If you guys don't believe me in ASM three hundred one. Look at a 9.8 and an ASM 301. Uh, I can only imagine what it's going for now. But uh, number 10 on the list is Alpha Flight, number one from 1983, from your friend and our friend, the gr- grumpy old man himself, the originator, John Byrne. All right, what do we got for number nine? Number nine this week is Thor 617. This is a Marvel from 2010. Um, and this first appearance of Kid Loki makes a reappearance on this week's top 10 with continued expectations to see a young version of the God of Mischief on Disney Plus's Loki. It sold 20 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 241%, and it had a high raw sale of $100. Okay, so yeah. let's, let's, let's talk about this. Let's, let's, let's do some Comic-Con podcast uh, controversy here, like, <laughs> okay. that, like, like the guys like to talk. So we've always said that, you know, apparently people need to see it in live action for it to, for right. them to actually believe it right <clears throat> uh-huh. even though this character was cast in 2019 a deadline reported it on on it that there's actress to there's going to be an actress that's going to be playing most likely lady loki um maybe enchantress but they showed her in costume and guess what she has like almost the same chest plate that loki has and so the deadline report and then in 2020 in early 2020, there was other reports that it was going to be Lady Loki as well. So for anybody, I don't care who you are, YouTuber, Instagrammer, blogger, MySpacer, Friendster, whatever. If they came credit for being the first one to break uh, Lady Loki on the Loki series, they are wrong. It has been floating around there literally since 2019. And so it's 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 we've known it's coming, right? But yeah. now it's like, it, what would we always say? It's like you have to actually see it on screen or a trailer for somebody. Say, you know what? I need to go buy that book right now. So, uh, what do you guys think? I mean, everybody here has seen Loki, right? Yeah, I've yeah. seen Loki. Yeah. Do you guys think that's Lady Loki in the uh, the hood at the end? Oh, of course. So here's the other speculation that who it could be because the actress playing Lady Loki, uh, the pictures on set, she's blonde. So they're saying it could be in the Enchantress as well. Mm-hmm. Which I'm down for 100%. I love me some Enchantress, you know. Um, but, you know, because Lady Loki is like black hair, the no eyebrows, the whole thing. I mean, so and I guess they could just say, hey, she's going to be blonde anyway. But 
Um, it's going to be on tonight for me, so I can't wait to see it, man. So right. uh, just remember, I mean, uh, it's been in the Hollywood. Just search Lady Loki, and you'll see the evolution of it. Deadline, I believe, is the first one reported in 2019. So when I say a trade, I mean like uh, the Hollywood Reporter, Variety, or Deadline. Those are our Hollywood trades. When they say the casting is, is legit, they are normally the ones right. Not like us who just get some long-term spec and you have to put two and two together or movie scoopers who look at a production grid or, ha- or heard some casting news. When uh, they, uh, the trades report it, then it's it's definitely going to be true. So I uh, can't wait to see Loki tonight. Man, that's cool, man. I get you know, So right after Tuesdays and, thur- and Thursday shows, I have Loki and then I go right into Bad Batch. So you went off into Lady Loki, but this was a kid Loki book because of time travel. It's just probably 90 percent he'll show up as a kid is that well, i'm sure we'll get to that later down the line on this list so you know i'm just All i right. just before I, before people Ooh. start talking about it, i just wanted to throw out there this whole thing about i don't think kid loki is gonna be appearing in the loki series it seems a bit of a stretch okay then well, again five, maybe five he's gonna be, left, so. but it's time travel i mean maybe flashback who knows yeah um, did we ever see Kid Loki in the in the movies? I'm trying to I think. think was so. there oh well, I mean, when he was uh, the when he was uh, a green, well, blue baby, blue monster, yeah, blue, <laughs> blue mon- damn monster. That's fucked up, Ryan. <laughs> right, just sorry, a kid, I know oh, how God. insensitive of me. I need to go to racial. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Okay, let's just move on, classes. Ryan. Jeez, Ryan, the real Ryan comes out from yep. Eight Mile. Damn. Uh, All right. It's a horrible, horrible. Number nine on the list is Thor six seventeen from good old two thousand ten. That is a great run of Thor, by the way. Fantastic run. What do we got for number eight? Well, herpes. God, always on the list. Uh, of course, Spawn number one coming in at number eight. Of course, Spawn is one of the most market's most consistent selling books till recently when both uh, sales and prices have spiked. Typically, uh, you know, selling about 25 copies a week, but 9.8s are about $120. However, the most recent announcement of Sam and Twitch being developed for TV and a recent comic expansion, of course, with the Spawn universe, Spawn number one is hitting tons of highs. So last week it sold 84 copies, had a seven day uptrend of 95% and high sales for $304 and CGC 9.8s. And that's for the direct copy. I know newsstands are crazy prices right now, but newsstands are hot. Yeah, but, but the you know copies are that's, that's not bad when you can average 25 no. copies sold on eBay a week. That's oh no, it's... that's pretty good for back issue movement. Um was there I'm trying to think, was there a salmon twitch animated series as well? I feel like I've uh, I want to say yes. Yeah, I could have swore there was. Um or they had planned there was plans to make a Sam and Twitch like detective show. Um mm-hmm. I remember like uh, Sam and Twitch. They drew him really well in the HBO mm-hmm. animated series. Todd McFarlane, please just hire somebody to write and direct your film and make it like the HBO series. That's what we're asking for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want the the movie version. Although you lucky kids are spoiled with your Disney Pluses and HBO Maxes and Snyder Cuts and all that shit. Man, we had the Spawn movie and that was it. <laughs> when the Spawn we had movie Meteor came Man. out, was that Don't like right around when, when Sony released um, uh, Spider-Man, right? I'm trying to think. Yeah, that was like 97, 98. And bro, when Spawn came out, I that knew Spawn was... But nobody no, in dope. the world knew who the hell Spawn was. Like, you know what I mean? It would talk about. It didn't matter, though, I don't think. When I saw it, it was. 
I loved it. Yeah, man. And I wasn't cape. really a comic book collector back then. You had Black it. Dynamite in it? Yeah. Don <laughs> Leguizamo as the clown was just phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, it was pro- it's one of those things where maybe we should delay this film until, you know, we have better um, special effects because I think that would have done it better. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. but the Spawn story has evolved so differently to what the original comic was. For those who've read Spawn, Obviously, he is the hell spawn. But I don't know if you guys remember this. If you read the comic like I did, the more he uses, he didn't have an uh, uh, infinite amount of power. Right. Yeah. It was finite. So the more you use it, the less of it he has. And that's why he has guns. If you wonder why Spawn has guns, you're like, what does Spawn need a gun for? Well, the more he uses his power, it, it depletes the levels. So in the comics, I think they eventually ended up changing it. But, um, you know, there could be a great story there. I mean, you know, it's a cool dude story. goes to war, comes back as a hell spawn. Then his wife leaves him and goes with his best friend to raise his kids. What? Could have killed his ass, man. All right. So number eight on the list is Spawn number one. Uh, yet again. We'll see if it uh, can still round out the top ten or maybe hit the runners-up uh, next week. But we shall see. So, uh, hey, speaking of which, up for number seven, I was just at Avengers Campus this weekend. Yeah, number seven has been a hot book all week. This is Web of Spider-Man number one. But this one's going to be the Bagley variant, the one in 25. So after Endgame, one of the biggest questions was, who was that guy at Tony's? Tony Stark's funeral, which was quickly answered as Harley Keener, the boy from Iron Man 3. This led to plenty of speculation that Harley would appear in the future MCU films, quite possibly as an Iron Man-based hero. However, with no comic ties, speculation was limited until now. This issue introduces Harley officially into the Marvel comic universe and had immediate price spikes. This variant was super hot, sold 40 copies, had a seven-day trend of 217%, and had a high raw sale of $158. I don't wow. remember when Iron Man f- two or three. It was three. Iron Man three came out to when well, Endgame added another five years on because that kid looked like he was twenty five years old. But oh yeah, know. he hit a growth spurt in there. Somewhere. I was like, damn, he's one of those awkward kids that are just sixteen, but you know, he's uh, he had a growth spurt. So uh, that's interesting, man. I mean, you know, um, yeah, that it's kid always... definitely didn't blip. I'll tell you that he aged exactly. through that. Yeah, blip yeah, for sure. like, I'm staying on Earth, and I'm eating up all the food. To g- I'm getting all the gains. So when he was all like the damn hose... near six feet tall, probably. Yeah, it was huge. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. And we're, for those who are wondering, we're talking about the funeral scene for t- Tony Stark, and they oh, just kind of showed alert. this really cool spoiler. shot of everybody. And there was just like a rando, like teenage, young teenager, uh, maybe why a young adult teenager who was taller than like everybody on the set uh, that was just standing there by himself, which is kind of sad. It's like, dude, where are your friends? Where's where's your mom? Um, so I'm going to make up a tragic backstory about that anyway. So number seven <laughs> on the list is Web of Spider-Man number one. Web, as in an acronym, W-E-B. Uh, can somebody help me out in the live chat what the acronym Web stands for? Um, I don't know if they made that to stand out from the original Web of Spider-Man series or not, or if that... I, I'm, I gotta think. What is it? I don't know. I think it, it has to do it, with the organization that he's running in that. Yeah, because it's on Avengers Campus too. So mm-hmm. I never, I never even put two and two together on Avengers Campus because it was. I don't read Spider-Man because it sucks, but I think yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> All right, thank you for the positive words there, Zach. Uh, number seven on the list is Web of Spider-Man. Number one, the Mark Bagley variant, one in twenty-five. What do we got for number six? Hawkeye number one from two thousand sixteen. 
So interest and anticipation in Kate Bishop's appearance on the Hawkeye Disney Plus series has spilled over into her first solo series. While this also features the first appearance of Ramon Watts, who later becomes Alloy, this issue surprisingly sold even more copies than last week, with 80 sold. A seven-day trend of 118% and had a high sale of $350 for a CGC 9.8. Yeah, man. I have a feeling when that uh, Hawkeye series comes out, um, Echo and Kate Bishop are going to blow up. So uh, the funny thing about um, well, kind of both characters, but more so on the Kate Bishop side, there's multiple kind of appearances of her, right? She's the first appearance of Kate Bishop, then the first appearance of Kate Bishop as Hawkeye so on and so forth so there's quite a few there just like the first appearance of what uh, echo uh, is just first her as in her name to piss her, and then she, <clears throat> she appears as echo and i think at one point she was ronin so yeah mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of stuff and go there but i think um um i think hawkeye will be the next series that will be uh heavily spec excuse me uh, armor wars as well i think will be heavily spec uh since they've already dropped some nuggets for us so go check out the lord's long-term spec list for uh, uh armor wars although we didn't know it was called armor wars at that time it was so long ago um but yeah there's some really interesting characters on that um we'll see if loki has the same right if you remember the spec for wandavision was just absolutely bonkers right sure it was to the point of ridiculousness um <laughs> And Falcon Winter Soldier was a little straightforward, right? Because there's this is Joaquin Torres. Hey, that's right. the Falcon. I could put two and two together. You know what I mean? It was like even the count, whatever count, uh, the old count chick, uh, Madam Hydra, whatever. You know mm -hmm. that was pretty straightforward. Uh, nobody really f figured out who um, who was the uh, the boss that they were talking about the um, the power broker, right? Uh -huh. We never find out who the power broker was, so we'll probably find out. And uh, no, yeah, in you did. It was uh, Sharon Carter. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's Sharon Carter, though? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know why? She wasn't using an iPhone, was she? Well, I don't remember <laughs> that, but... <laughs> it's a true fact. Apple does not allow uh, villains to use iPhones in films. So she was using an ITC phone or some weird, like, uh, British... Or some weird, like, UK... Uh, telco company they don't even it's not, it wasn't even a samsung it was a if you look at it like uh bucky and uh sam wilson were using iphones and then sharon carter was not and huh. in an interview kevin smith said it's funny he goes um they won't let us use they won't let villains use apple iphones and sure enough the director of knives out uh, on his film also said that as well. He goes like anybody that they Apple said anybody that's considered a villain cannot use an iPhone, which is really, really weird. interesting. That's yeah. weird. So number six on the list is Hawkeye number one. So just pay attention to it. Next time you see somebody who's questionable and you're they're not using an iPhone. <laughs> we ruined every single movie ever. If they're using a Motorola flip phone, they are really sketchy, <laughs> especially if it's two thousand and twenty one. Well, that guy did it. Two yep. seconds right. into the credits. I know, right? I just ruined or murder on the Orient Express for you, by the way. But they didn't have cell phones back then. But there you go. All right. What do we got for number five on the list? Well, this one is interesting. So oh, what if yeah. Planet Hulk number one from Marvel 2007? So a lot of websites are currently sharing the super unconfirmed rumors that Scar, son of Hulk and Shire from Planet Hulk, Scar, you know, could be appearing in upcoming Disney Plus She-Hulk series, which is crazy, while Scar's first appearance is 
this what if one shot that is reported to be an alternate version of Scar that was first emerged at the end of World War Hulk number five, which is his cameo. And then he got his own series called Scar, Son of Hulk number one. Still, this one shot, it went nuts last week. It sold 25 copies, had a seven day uptrend of 493%. And raw books are hitting um, about $250 and all time high 600 for CGC 9.8, which is just unbelievable for this. For what if? Probably sitting in dollar bins for years yeah. well you know people laugh at what if jane foster was a hulk too and that's the preeminent uh, jane foster lady hulk book to get i i won't lie i was one of the people who bought this book two years ago um when, yeah i was gonna say this wasn't the first time i've seen this book yeah i've i put this on instagram before mm-hmm. a first appearance of scar in a what if series um um and what it is is basically in this what if story and it's you know all what if stories are kind of depressing and tragic so they kill um hulk um and his the what the mother or his wife comes to earth to avenge him so you know in planet hulk you know how they killed his the mom uh, the wife yeah and then mm-hmm. he comes to, he comes to earth to avenge um in this one as you see there on the cover it's her and then you see scar as a baby in this issue so um I and like what Justin was saying, let, let's just put on our thinking caps here for a second, guys. Put away your speculator caps for a second, and and let's let's logically think about how Scar could come into the MCU. So let's just say Hulk was banging bitches on that off world there for uh, in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Right, um, he was. He had all those chicks in his room. Remember when Thor showed yeah. up? Oh my God! What if Valkyrie gives birth to his son? Did <laughs> you know how they had that weird little kind of thing? Between, uh, but then Valkyrie is a uh, is a rug muncher, so never mind. So, speaking of rug munching, uh, Batman. So, uh, I'll, you know what? I'm gonna let the Comic Con podcast touch that uh, tackle that subject um, on their podcast this Friday. So, I'm sure you guys are gonna talk about it, right? Uh, maybe. All right, we have so. some guests on, and we really don't want to go too. All right. Well, we'll talk about it here real fast. So. <laughs> Uh, the creators of the Harley Quinn cartoon said DC Comics told them uh, you need to remove this scene from uh, your show. And it was basically Batman going down on Catwoman or oh, was it Harley Quinn? No, yeah, no, it's, was it? Yes. It was, I know, she it was, was reversed. It was Catwoman was, going down on Batman. No, it was Batman going down on somebody else. That's oh. why they say heroes don't do that. It's the most absurd conversation. Yeah, so the internet blew up and said, like, so heroes are selfish. They just get theirs. They don't give, you know? And I was thinking, and then there was some people had some hilarious stuff, and they go, yo, that's why Batman wears a cowl, and you can only see his mouth and his nose is covered. So well, anyway, I don't want to get any. So it, it's, it, there was a scene where Batman is going down on, I think, either Catwoman or on Catwoman, or, on Catwoman yep. and they had them remove it, um, which even I know that Harley Quinn is a – adult shows show but even that seems a bit uh, a little <laughs> bit show uh, is brilliant much. that would be more for the boys i don't think you want uh, your uh, your main cash cow batman doing that where <laughs> i meant you know remember bat wang and the, the controversy well, oh, the hell, if you're gonna show bat wang why not have him going down you know what i mean why not so uh let me do my impersonation of batman going down on um catwoman <clears throat> ready where's the trigger i'm batman <laughs> <laughs> What? That was a furball. Get it? Because it's Catwoman. Oh. Ah, uh, I, I, I had to. You had to see me on screen. Hopefully, those are listening on podcast. I'm so glad was. I didn't see you on screen. Okay, so get it. He's ah, Batman. <laughs> That's oh. a furball. 
get it. It's a furball. Anyway, number five on the list. This show is going all the hell. 225 of you <laughs> watching. Welcome I hope you guys aboard, just folks. didn't join for the, uh, my impersonation Tuesday. of Batman going down on Catwoman. So <laughs> number five, what if Planet Hulk number one from 2007? Don't worry, kids. It's almost over and you can get on with your days. What do you got for number four? Number four, we got the nice house on the lake, number one. So James Tinian's status as a hit maker continues into this DC series. This book sold a big 93 copies with a seven-day trend of 275% and had a high raw sale of $20. This first issue should continue seeing increases. I mean, it's not too surprising. We see anything Tinian's touching right now, whether it's just- Batman, something is killing the children, nice house on the lake, it's all going up, man. I mean, he's crushing it right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things people follow. Uh, a lot of times people follow artists, but now it's, you know, they're following the writer. Um, who writes Department of Truth? I was just, that's not Tinian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Tinian does something he's killing the children and he does Department of Truth? Oh, he's all over the place. Yeah. Batman, Batman stuff is great too. Go read it. Yeah. So that's crazy that now n- Nice House and, but. I mean, it also goes to people who are like looking or will you spill over again to the next big thing, right? Because they're like, you know what? Tinian did Department of Truth. Those issues blew up. I mean, Tinian did something is killing the children. And that absolutely went ridiculously bonkers. So they're like, you know what? Maybe this, this will be the next thing. I mean, for the longest time, uh, for you for you uh, young kids out there, that was the the Kirkman recipe. If you remember, after The Walking Dead, he would come out with uh, series and people would just buy them up. Um, if I recall, didn't he do Thief of Thieves as well, Kirkman? He did that uh, Super Dinosaur. Was that his? Yeah, I think I Thief of Thieves. I yes, was, but I'm not if sure. If it wasn't Kirkman wrote it, it was Skybound who did it. And it was definitely that, was, yeah. that yeah. So it was, I always go back. It's the walking dead effect because every indie book and, you know, whatever you think of image, I still, it's still not part of the big two yet, but they've been chasing that walking dead number one for the longest time now. And I think Tinian has kind of proven it in a, in a way of, you know, organic though. You know, did he write the woods for boom? Yes. Tinian. Yeah. That's another good one. Yeah. So Tinian is killing it. Shout out to Tom King too. My favorite artist, man. Uh, oh, by the way, happy birthday to uh, Otto, man. So, happy birthday, uh, you Otto. Enjoyed your big uh, 55th birthday, Otto. Damn, son. 55. Oh. oh, my yeah. God. You know it took him like three days to recover from his hangover. The oh. older you get, boys and girls, man. it is not nice. All I got to tell you, hydrate. Hy- for every if – you, if you're a big drinker like I am, for every four drinks, you should have a glass of water. Okay? Good idea. So if you're a light drinker, every two drinks. If you're like me, every ten drinks, then I drink a Or <laughs> just drink drink jack and water and you're good all night. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't know about soda. Or no, jack not and water. soda. I said jack and water. Oh, yeah. And you're good yeah. all night. Yeah. Just drink a cup of water, boys and girls. Don't listen to Ryan. He's racist <laughs> and he's homophobic. So <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what? All right. Hey so there. number four that is Nice House on the Lake. Number one from DC. Is this uh part of a different DC imprint that it's it's not black part? label. The black okay, label. black label, yeah. So it's not part of any continuity. <laughs> not like DC cares anyway. So uh, shout yeah. out to the Snyderverse cut. All right, now what do we got for number three? This is the one uh, that I totally recognize as I was just there. Number three is the WEB web of Spider-Man number one. This is the Mat- Matsukek variant. Uh, and last week, Avengers Campus at Disney's California Adventure opened and is mm-hmm. celebrated on this cover. Add that and the fact that it also features the first Harley Kenner 
and it makes this a solid pickup. It sold 64 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 422% and had a high raw sale of 30 bucks. And get this in the chat, WEB, we had a few people make some guesses. We, Eddie Brock, we end a brisket was a good one. Like wet Easter Bunny, Wendy. I believe Jay yeah. last comic said wet Easter Bunny. <laughs> when Dingo eats babies, that was a good one too. Wow, but I think wow. uh comics are great. He says worldwide engineering brigade. Is that okay? Sounds yeah, good to me. Sure. I'll have to mm. Google it. But uh so I was there and and here's the thing, man. So out of uh at the California Adventure side where Adventures Campus is, they uh they have merchandise stores that sell comic books, and this was not there. Even though it's a Disney Parks exclusive variant, because I have some other ones, and I was very disappointed. Um, but um, the Disney Campus, Avengers Campus itself, man, I would wait till uh, more capacity comes right now because they're, they're they basically coordinated it off, so you have to like get into a virtual queue for it, and it's just packed right now because it's only limited capacity. Uh, but there was a gang of people when I went, but the. Huh. The actual merchandise store for Avengers Campus is outside of the little Avengers Campus area, and they have some really cool stuff. And, and I found out something from our private chat. There are Sideshow collectible statues on there that have the same retail price from Sideshow.com. Um, and for those of you who are Disney, pa Disney annual pass holders, you get 20% off in that store. And because my girlfriend and this only happens toward the end of the year, because obviously it's grant it, there. It's a grandfathered clause that's going away. Right. Because there's no more annual passes. But if you're an annual pass holder, you get 20 percent off all merchandise inside Disneyland, uh, food, snacks, T-shirts, whatever the fuck it is. Typically on sideshow pieces, which are not Disney exclusives. Right. They don't have the Disney name on it. Uh, by the way, there was hot toy statues at Disneyland, too. If you're an annual pass holder, you can get 20% off of a sideshow statue cuz nice. I looked at the Doctor wow. Strange maquette and it was 675 and you know and the the worker guy the red at the register didn't believe that they, you can get a discount on it he goes yeah cuz there's also a it's called a cashier yeah, whatever. The, fuck. the worker so, guy. Because there's also a store that sells original art inside the California Adventure, and your discount doesn't work there because it's somebody's commission. It's not uh, Disney, you know, it doesn't have the Disney name on it. And he goes, it probably doesn't work. So, and I was like, just for shits and giggles, can you scan it? And then he scanned it and it came up $581, uh, including tax. So that's not bad for a statue to cost no, 675 not bad. Did you get it? No, you I was son like, of a bitch. bitch, I was tired. I wasn't about to carry that motherfucker around Shit. the park. <laughs> oh my God. That's the thing about buying. That? That's the thing about buying merchandise. That, uh, by the way, there's a giant Stormbreaker you can buy too. That's like, like 150 bucks. It was pretty dope. Uh, I saw a lot of people buying Stormbreaker there, uh, but the merchandise store is pretty cool, man. They got a lot of cool, uh, um, like weird Funkos, statues, little toys, uh, uh, even some comic books. I remember I showed you guys a picture in the live chat. There was actually a treasury edition of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was thinking to myself, have I ever seen a, a treasury edition of Guardians of the Galaxy number one? Nope. Hmm. Nope. I, so I think it's exclusive to that. So I think going forward, though, because they've done this in the past, Disneyland makes um, or Disney makes park exclusive variants. And these would be the lowest print runs ever because they uh, typically – all you crazy Disneyland people know 
when they sell these like popcorn holders or anything, man, people sell them and they're immediately on their phones selling it, putting it, putting it on eBay and flipping it for like five times the price they pay for it for different popcorn holders and stuff. But I did get some Disney exclusive comics before, just like Ryan and I got that weird Wonder Woman from the, yeah. uh, the Universal or the Warner Beat Brothers. Beat the shit. Yeah, beat the shit. <laughs> beat the That's shit. So sad. Man. I've got two, and I was gonna like, oh, should I get them graded? But then I'm like, man, I can't. No, it's just they're it's, ugly. Yeah, it's like uh, the guy was like, here you go, and he's like throwing them at us. I'm like, hey man, we're combo collectors. What's I think I think those were the very last ones. Yeah, because I got four of them. We were like, yeah. just give us all of them. <laughs> All right, so uh, Web of Spider-Man, number one, the Mike Matusak attraction variant, meaning the that's what the uh, the Spider-Man little ride, and if you see the back of it right there, that building, that is the Tower of Terror. That's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride right behind it, so uh, oh, I was cool. just there. That's why I have a fresh memory of it. Um, there you go. So there you go, number three. Uh, what do we got man, for number two? Forget KRS. Let's go to the Disneyland, man. Oh, well, I'll drop you off and then pick you up later, <laughs> like you know, what parents do to their kids. I'll just drop you off. You have a good time there. I'll call, little, you, I'll uh, call you collect and hang up. <laughs> come pick me up remember that yeah so you don't have to get charged for it yep. uh, all right so what's spider-man number one what we got for number two so if you heard uh tim's rant earlier today about the loki yeah that, loki, was, that rant was just loki. a little bit early <laughs> um thor annual number 18 from marvel 1993 is our number two spot who would have seen this one coming uh so you know super slews or dig out this first cameo appearance of the female loki while it's not the same iteration that we see in the Marvel's Dark Reign and Siege storyline, the recent spotlight on this early appearance sold 78 copies, had a seven-day uptrend of 628%, and a high raw sale of 40 bucks, which I think is crazy. These were polybagged. Oh, man, I can't believe this is hitting number two. <laughs> so I'm assuming that people... And it's also the first appearance of Flame. I mean, 628% means that it <laughs> you didn't even see it. It was like oh. a 25 cent book. I mean, uh, so I mean, these are people reaching because they missed out on Lady Loki's first appearance, right? I'm pretty sure, you know, that's uh, hopefully you guys know that it was announced like a year ago that she was going to be on Loki. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still holding off chances that hopefully it'll be the Enchantress because uh, she's blonde. So, you know, we'll find out sooner or later. I think maybe even tonight, man, if that's her that we saw at the end of the first episode of Loki wearing the uh, the hood. Um also, see if there's a first appearance of D.B. Cooper in the comics, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, there you go. Just saying, man. Just saying. Uh, Thor number two. Uh, Thor annual number 18 is number two on the list. For those of you from the Bay Area, especially from San Jose, do you guys remember the bar D.B. Cooper's back in the day? Yeah, yes. That's a throwback for you guys, man. All right. Uh, what do we have for Umero Numero Uno? So there should be no surprise with the theme of this top 10 list this week, or sorry, top 11 list. So we got Web of Spider-Man number one. This is going to be the cover A. And yeah, Harley Kinner's first appearance in comics dominated this top 10, catching collectors off guard. Many had to turn to online sales and helped move 153 copies with a seven-day trend of 396% and had a high raw sale of $32. Wow. Wow. At least, yeah. So this one, out of all three of them, looks the coolest because it's actually Spider-Man in front of the building that's part of the Avengers Campus. The the one we saw earlier was just Avengers Campus, no Spider-Man. Yeah. The other right. one we saw was just Spider-Man with no Avengers actually, Campus. Actually, no, Spider-Man is on that one. Go back. Uh, let's look. On the very uh, top, top corner. corner. Where? The one, yeah, no. The uh, oh, the other one. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, the campus one. 
Yep. See right up. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. Because that's part of the ride. Actually, uh, the only, the coolest thing. It's not a really a ride. It's like a little show they do, like like every hour, and he literally flies from one side to. I should have uploaded the video and played it. I'll, you know what? I'll do it for you guys next Thursday. So make sure you tune in. I will. I will record the entire little thing of Spider Man. So for those who can't make it to Disneyland, you'll. It'll be like you were there. Sweet. Uh, so uh, and there's also a Doctor Strange one, which was. Uh, it was kind of whack because man, only like fifty people can fit inside of it, and you know we saw it during the day. So uh, hopefully they get it better. Just, Why did you like, go it, audition for that role, man? Yeah, he was too short to be Doctor Strange. I should have whooped his ass. And took his <laughs> I saw that picture of that dude. But you know, no he way. does say the hosts of hoary, the hoary hosts of Hoggoth. So, uh, yo, two hundred thirty-nine of you guys watching, appreciate yeah. it, man. Make sure you guys hit that uh, thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and when we hit six thousand six hundred sixty-six subscribers, I'm gonna give something evil away. Ooh. That's right, because we're at six thousand four hundred or so subs right now. Uh, some house cleaning. Um, we're kicking Ryan out the show because of all the <laughs> crazy shit he said. No, uh, hey guys. <laughs> Thursday, we got a shaker show, but Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, we have the semi quarterly annual, annual. quarterly uh, Father's Day, Lords of Long Box claim sale and yeah, auction. Baby. So make sure you guys tune in. I've already said it's going to happen on that day, so we're going to make it happen. So uh, it's going to be Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, I know me, Ryan, and Justin will be on. I don't know, Zach will be on. I will be there. All right. Oh, I'm actually going to bow out for this one. Just so it's, oh, you uh, are? What? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna bow That's out for this crazy. one. Probably. Hell must have frozen over Justin well, you know, bowing out of an auction. Zach, Zach's got some good books. I know he's got back from CGC, so let him. And I'm sure you're gonna have the big to do on. So you know, maybe I'll make no, it. No, actually, big to do can't make it. So um... oh, all right. Well, then we'll see. I didn't want to make <laughs> no, it too many. He, I didn't want to have too many people on this here, show. Here's Justin. He's like, you know what? I don't really have anything. And then the show starts. Yo, I got these 25 <laughs> uh, mystery right. boxes here. Guys, I just threw them together at the last minute. You know, so. Oh. See, yeah, it's easy. I got he's, stuff he's easy. Like right here. He's a variant horror, and all we have to do is nudge him a little bit, and he's That's gonna right. be like, oh, "I got some stuff to sell." Uh, Auto me on too. Uh, the invitation's out to Auto, so we'll see. But uh, he may still be recovering. So, <laughs> Dark Side Jedi, any last words? Hey man, I love you all. I'm. I apologize for my crass words. <laughs> what crass words? My 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 hate against the blue. I just I can't help it. I don't know. He, uh, I don't know. They're different. You know. Anyway, um, <laughs> good night, everybody. All right. Speaking of good night, Justin, any last words? Uh, yes. Upcoming episode of the Comic-Con podcast will be this Friday. We have a publishing company uh, coming on as well with their artist, who is a local artist here in New Jersey. So be sure to check that out. Uh, episode 23 was last week. Uh, Zach and myself did a really great job on uh, talking a lot of shit. And uh, episode 24 this week. So. What do we got? Good shit. All right. Can you guys actually tell us who's going to be on the show this Friday? Uh, I'll let Manimal take that. Go ahead, Manimal. No, actually, that's Justin's. Justin's baby. All yeah, right. My Manimal, baby. So, any uh, last words before we kick it back uh, to Justin? Nah, yeah, same thing. T tune in on Friday morning for um, the podcast. It should be pretty interesting. This guy's comic is really cool, man. Um, definitely something that probably not a lot of people know about. So definitely listen to it and, and jump mm -hmm. on this. Yeah, something. All right, Justin. Alley, uh, so, yeah. who is going to be the guest host for uh, Friday? Our guests that you have for Friday. So we have the uh, creator owner of Sinopa Publishing, and the artist is Alexia Mosa, which is and the name of her comic that she drew is called Forty Seven Furious Tales, 
It's Ooh. basically a 12 issue limited series, and it talks about the story of the 47 Ronin. But nice. what they did was instead of it being humans, the different clans are actually animals. Mm-hmm. So cool. it's uh, really dope art. So, you know, you have like so are they samurai monkeys. animals, dude. Yeah, I'm dude. down. I'm <laughs> right? fucking so down. That's <laughs> yeah. all you had to say. Shoot. Yeah, you had me uh, a samurai, then animal samurais at that yeah. shoot. Right oh, there, hold man. on. Let me, uh, let me uh, give them that full screen treatment. There you go. Show that off. Right there, there you go. Yeah. There you go. A samurai so, shibu, shibu inu or some shit. There's a little bit more to, the the, uh, to your left. Put a little bit more to your left. Your other left. To your left. To your left, there you there go. You go. In the light. light, there you go. There you go. Forty-seven Furious Tales. I dig. I see. Ah, T I L S. Ah, I see yeah. what you did there. That's very good. All right, we're looking forward to that. So uh, the Friday podcast yeah. drops. If you're also listening on the rewind, uh, Alexa, play Lord of the Longbox podcast on Spotify. Uh, the show will be up on uh, podcast tomorrow and make sure you check out our friends at KRS comics tomorrow, noon Eastern nine Pacific for this gorgeous Mike Mayhew X-Men number one variant Use the discount code of L O T O B. And you too can get 15% off that. I will be selling some KRS boxes on the auction. I have about 30, 40 KRS exclusive variants. Some are sold out, so they're hard to get. So Going to offer a little bit of everything to everybody. So uh, yep. we will see you guys on Thursday for the Shaker Show. And then make sure, if you're not uh, down with that, then make sure you tune in Friday. We're going to have some killer deals on some comic books. So uh, until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace, Peace out. Now let's do this. Rewind, select town, come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord is